Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. The pastor and life as a Christian man. Let's pray. Father, we need your help and direction. Holy Spirit, lead us as we think about these things. God, give me clarity and help me to point everyone that's listening to Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. All right. Life as a Christian man. So the pastor, before he's a pastor, is a Christian man. And he, just like everybody else, is learning to walk with Christ. And so what's true about every believer in the church is true about the Christian pastor. The pastor is somebody who used to be dead in their trespasses and sins. This man was lost and in rebellion to God. But Christ has come to the man. God has revealed himself to a Christian man, opened his eyes, just like he has for everybody who's a Christian. The statement that Jesus told Nicodemus is true, you must be born again. And the pastor is somebody who, just like everybody else in the congregation who's a believer, is somebody who has been born again. The theme of Christ for you is now the theme of the Christian man's life. The Christian man is somebody who knows and is learning in the area of what Christ has done for him. Not just what Christ is doing in him, but what Christ is doing for him and what Christ has done for him through his life, death, and resurrection. We've been born again. The question now is, what? What now? What's next? And this word sanctification that people get in debates about and get uh, really heated about, I want to hopefully bring some clarity to and really just kind of call your attention, Pastor, to your life as a Christian man. You know, we love, as Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christians, the doctrine of the imputation of righteousness. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Jesus' death was not the only thing that was substitutionary. Jesus' life was also substitutionary. He lived a substitutionary life, and then a substitutionary died, a substitutionary death on the cross for us, and then was also our resurrection. We've been raised with him in our union with Christ. We have been raised with Christ, Colossians says. And so Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is the gospel. That is the good news. And then the implications begin to roll out from there. But the Christian man is somebody who, by the grace of God, is learning about imputation, who knows that Christ's life is counted as the very life that he is living. So when God the Father looks at him, this is just the basics. He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We are counted righteous, and so this word imputation, but then we are also beginning to be, we are beginning to receive imparted righteousness. So you have these two words that are hotly debated, imputation and impartation. But I want to contend with you to consider the fact that all those people who have imputed righteousness, God is also imparting righteousness to. And greater evidence of imparted righteousness is a greater dependence upon what's imputed and it's never depending upon what's imparted. Now, if you have confusion about those two, what these two words are, let me bring clarity real quick. Imputation is Christ's righteousness counted as yours. That's how you're justified. So, just as if you'd never sinned isn't, isn't enough. Justification is the doctrine by which the church stands or falls. Luther said that, I believe, and everybody who is Protestant and Bible-believing should believe that. The doctrine of justification is the doctrine by which the church stands or falls. So we are justified, meaning that we are declared by God. The judgment comes down upon us after we're converted, and this justification comes. 
we, at the moment of, of, of conversion, we are declared righteous. So sins are forgiven, and it's just as if we've never sinned, just as if we will never sin, and just as if I always obeyed, and just as if I will always obey. This is justification. It's amazing. And then this impartation is um, tied in to, together with the word sanctification, is growing Christ-likeness. God actually imparting in us the very holiness of Christ. We're actually becoming more and more Christ-like. We are not justified in any way, shape, form, or fashion by what's imparted to us. We are not justified by any actual holiness within us. However, we are growing in Christ-likeness. The Christian man is growing in Christ-likeness. I want to just give one example of what this looks like for a Christian man growing in Christ-likeness. Zach Eswine said something that has just always stuck to me, stuck with me one time. He talked about how we have a tendency to think when we read the epistles, especially as pastors, we have a tendency to think that we are Paul or that we are Peter or that we are James and we are writing to churches. But one of the things that the pastor needs to realize is that we are recipients of these letters. We are in the local churches receiving the letters. We aren't Paul. We have received a letter, God's word to us. And so we need to receive these, not as a pastor just simply thinking about other people and how these things apply to them, but first, we need to sit with our people and receive God's word to us. So what is Christian discipleship? What does growth as a Christian man look like? Well, Colossians 2, 6 and 7 is a really helpful passage. I just want to read that real quick, and I'd already turned to another passage, so let me just turn back there real quick. And here we are. Here's what it says. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I want you to hear the simplicity and the profound complexity of this passage. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Let's ask a question. How did we receive Christ? Well, by the grace of God, through repentance and faith faith in Christ and Christ alone. That's how we received Jesus Christ the Lord. And then we're told, so walk in him. As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. So what does walking with him look like? This is glorious. It's amazing. And it's so simple. Walking with Christ, Christ likeness, walking with him. It looks like repentance and faith. It looks like the very same thing that happened when you became a Christian, when you were born again repentance and faith. So in our life as Christian men, we are repenting of things that need to be repented of and we are looking to Christ. This is a daily repetition, repentance and faith. And it's not just daily, it's a moment by moment thing. We're continually, by the grace of God, seeing error in our ways because after all, we're simultaneously a sinner and a saint. We're a son and a slave. All these identities are are pieces of what it means to be a Christian. And so as Paul looks at other believers and he says, hey, you're saints, but as for me, I'm the chief of all sinners. It's an amazing thing. We are intimately acquainted with our sin, so we repent of our sin and we look to Christ. Repentance and faith. As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Consequently, verse 7 says, this will result in rooted, being rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Now, this is not simply a passage to be preached to your church. This is about your Christian discipleship as well, pastor. You're a Christian man. And we need to be rooted and built up and established in the faith 
and just as we were taught, and abounding in thanksgiving, just like everybody else in the congregation needs needs to be. So the Christian is somebody who is repenting and believing, repenting and believing, and getting rooted up and built up and established in the faith, and in therefore abounding in thanksgiving, just growing in thankfulness. Are you thankful today? I mean, really, just pause for a second and think about God's grace to you. Are you thankful? And here's where I think this this goes, a growing Christ-likeness in the life of a Christian man. It has a childlike tenant to it. Not a childish, but a childlike faith that grows along with Christian discipleship. The Christian man is somebody who's growing in his understanding of the difference between legalism and obedience. I'm going to go on a limb here and, and pull out a passage that could make me sound legalistic like crazy, but whatever, just deal with it. Um, it's not. It's from Ephesians chapter 5. And Paul, and this is what Christian being rooted and built up, abounding in the faith and, and, and thanksgiving looks like, and repentance and faith looks like. You're reading through your Bible one day, and you as a Christian man come across Ephesians chapter 5. And here's what it says in verse 4. Let there be no filthiness or foolish talk or crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be, here's that word again, thanksgiving. These two things are in contrast. In contrast to thanksgiving, and the first part of the verse is filthiness, foolish talk, crude joking. These are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So the Christian man knows the difference between obedience and legalism. Because here's, what's ha- here's what happens when we think about verses like this, and we begin to pe- you know, think about what we speak and how we speak, even as pastors. I know some pastors who have the most filthy mouths that I know of. This just language just, just comes out of their mouth like crazy. And there's defense. Well, what does it mean to be un- unwholesome? And there's even a podcast out there, the Bad Christian Podcast. I'll just throw their name out. Who, they're, I mean, dropping the F-bomb, all sorts of stuff. And friends, it is not legalistic to look at this passage and then as we receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, walk in Christ by saying, God, in a child, just in a childlike way, I have filthiness and foolish talk coming out of my mouth. And there's crude joking. And this says... Your word says it's out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Holy Spirit, would you build in me thanksgiving today? Will you help me be thankful for your grace? Will you help me be thankful? Instead of saying and speaking in this way, help me to the words of my mouth to be about thanksgiving, the grace of God. When I talk to people today, help it not be slanderous or help it not to be demeaning. Help me to be thankful, a thankful Christian. Friends, this is so important. You're a growing Christian before you're a pastor. Do you know what childlike faith looks like? Do you know the difference between legalism and obedience? As you receive Christ Jesus, so walk in him. I love it. We are lot we are walking and learning to grow as Christian men, and that's what we are before we're a pastor, before we're anything else is walking with Christ. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit the shepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.